I really hate getting on here having to do stuff like this. Like I hate having to approach a podcast or anybody in this business like this. But sometimes this is this is the only way I can do it. Like this this is my diary sometimes when it comes to professional wrestling. I'm sick of hearing the nonsense. So at this point, let's just address it. So first of all, happy new year and all that good stuff. I ain't talked to y'all in 2023 and we're in March. Um, <laughs> happy new year, all that good stuff. Hope y'all are uh, living up to your resolutions. If you made them, if you did not, good on you. I didn't either. Um, so I had plans to come back to this podcast this year. It wasn't like a resolution or anything. I didn't give myself like a, a a specific date that I wanted to come back or anything. I just really, I miss podcasting. Um, I miss getting in front of this microphone and talking to y'all about all things wrestling. With that being said, um, the podcast is going to come back full time at some point. Today is not that point. <laughs> um, don't listen to this podcast thinking, oh, Jordan's about to. No, I'm not. Not right now. Um, but I did want to do this episode because there have been just a lot of. Let me not say a lot. I guess in the in the grand scheme of it, it's actually not a lot. But there has been enough talk that I feel the need to address some things when it comes to me, when it comes to professional wrestling, when it comes to my status uh, as a promoter, as a podcaster, all of that. There have been, I, I've heard enough conversations that I would like to start addressing these things. Um, so let's just get into it. The first thing that I really want to address is OCPW and the state of OCPW because, again, I've heard a lot of things. And I've said on Facebook a number of times, if you did not hear it from me, take it with a grain of salt. Because at the end of the day, OCPW is mine. Everything's com everything comes from me. But I just heard a lot of conversation about what is and what isn't happening with OCPW. And when I heard the things that were being said, it all sounded really crazy to me. And I knew that, you know, like some part of me was like, OK, well, maybe, you know, maybe somebody on my team might have just mentioned something. And now these people are running with it or something like that. But everything, almost everything that I ended up hearing sounded like. 
how in the hell did you even hear that? Like, where did that even come from? So I'm going to address three things here. Um, And as I see fit, I may address more. First of all, first and foremost, OCPW is not closing down. Not once have I said that. Not once have I even gave that perception. And I think, but I, I think where it came from was I made a post that said that I thought about quitting wrestling altogether. That is true. That's absolutely true. At one point, I did think about leaving professional wrestling altogether just because of shit like this, the politics and the gossip. And it's also very high school and it really gets under my skin. But the thing that kept me going and the thing that keeps me going is knowing that people see the value in having me in the business. See a lot. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people ain't going to talk their shit. I'm going to talk my shit. I, I, I'm really good at what I do. I'm good at a lot of things in this business. Y'all I, I'm not even going to go over everything that I've done in this business in the short time that I've been in it because I've done that before on this show, but I've never really just like pop my shit for a second and been like, yo, I do that. Like I'm that dude when it comes to certain aspects of this business. And that is the case. Do I have a lot to learn? Absolutely. I, I don't think that anybody in this business should stop learning. I still have a lot to learn, not just as a promoter, but just being in the business in general. So that's one thing like, but to hear that OCPW is closing down, (laughs) I'm going to say it to you like this. If I leave the business, OCPW is not leaving the business. I got it set up like that. So if I leave the business, OCPW will still continue. Um, Another thing that I think influenced the conversation, the chatter that uh, OCPW would be shutting down was the fact that I, as a lot of you know, some of you may not know, I am also an actor and I'm active, like I'm actively pursuing acting. And I guess some people took that as the, as a, uh, as a insinuation, I guess that, oh, well, if he's trying to be an actor full time, then there's no way he's going to have time to promote wrestling, uh, to, to be a wrestling promoter and promote OCPW. Um, again, not the case. (laughs) So I'm going to let y'all know how I know I can do both at the same time. Last year in June, we ran our first ever event. June 17th, 2022 was our first ever event entitled fate. What a lot of people don't know that show happened on a Friday, that Thursday, I shot a short film. And that Saturday I worked at my full-time job. I worked a full day. 
So, and I'm not saying that to get nobody to sing my praises or nothing, but I say that to say, don't tell me that I can't do something because you can't see a way that it can be done. I shot a short film. I ran my first ever event and I went to my nine to five job back to back to back. And to be quite honest with you, that was probably the best feeling. Like after I had gotten off work that Saturday, that was probably the best feeling that I'd ever felt. I felt so alive because I'd heard that before. I'd heard that when I first got in the business that um, I look like I'm focusing more on acting than wrestling. So I, so I guess I'm giving up on wrestling. (laughs) Baby, if you got a small mind and you can't comprehend following more than one passion at one time, that's on you. Don't project that on me because I can do both. I can do both. I have done both, you know, and a lot of that, again, that gets attributed. That conversation started way back when Tevin and I were doing marking out when we were the marking out boys. And there was conversation that I was not doing marking out and I was not focusing on creating content for marking out because I was trying to pursue acting One thing that y'all need to realize, first of all, about marking out, I never made a decision unilaterally. Tevin and I always made the decision as to whether we were going to do something or not. He and I talked about that 100%. Neither one of us ever said, okay, we're doing this. And then the other one just went with it. Again, I realize that a lot of y'all don't have like, good friends that y'all actually can openly communicate with about things. Don't project that onto me and certainly don't project that onto Tevin, but we'll get to Tevin and, and, and my crew in a minute. Um, so the next thing that I've heard about OCPW, it involved pocket checking Now, pocket checking for those who don't know is when somebody speculates as to how much money you do and don't have and tries to, uh, attribute that to, whether or not you can do something. Now, let me start here. True enough. I come out of my pocket for OCPW and I am the only one who does that. No one else has as of yet come out of their pocket to help me pay for OCPW. I've done that by myself and I don't have a problem doing that by myself because I'm the owner. If you're an owner, but you have a problem spending your own money to run a show or to do anything, then that that's an issue. Maybe you shouldn't be an owner. And so that's, but the the conversation that I've heard is, oh, well, Jordan don't, um, Jordan ain't got the money. Jordan ain't got the funds to run OCPW. Um, that was the same conversation last year before I ran two shows. Do I have the money to run every single week? Do I have that kind of resource? No. And I'm also not worried about doing it like that, which also 
leads into my third thing as far as OCPW goes. A lot of people, I have heard conversation that OCPW is shutting down or something like that because of the lack of shows. Let me tell y'all something. There are promotions that bring in talent from all across the country, sometimes across the world, who only run once or twice a year. They don't run weekly. They don't run monthly. They don't even run bi-monthly. Some of them only have one to two shows every year. And those shows are rather successful. So the lack of shows with OCPW tells me that a lot of people, not saying everybody, but a lot of people don't actually put care into what they're doing. They just kind of run with it. And a lot of people get so wrapped up in, Oh, we got to have this. We got to have that. We got to be a lot of people get so wrapped up in being number one that they shoot themselves in the foot and do things that they probably shouldn't do. I've said this openly and honestly to wrestlers when they've asked me, because I did get asked, you know, what frequency would I run? And I had said, I would like to run monthly, but I'm also not going to rush into it. I intentionally don't run every month or every week. Because I would rather take myself slowly and fully learn what I'm supposed to do, fully integrate myself into this position than to run monthly, spend money wildly, and fuck myself over in the end. I have no intentions on fucking myself up. So call it what you want. And that's, and and that's the thing. Some people did say, Oh, well, Jordan, you shouldn't even bother addressing it. Some people did tell me that some people on my team did tell me that that I shouldn't even bother addressing it because some of these people, most of these people already have a preconceived notion about me, about the show, about everything that it entails. So why even address it when you know you can't change their minds? I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I'm trying to make sure that I speak my piece which now leads into this (laughs) outside of OCPW. I feel like I've experienced some personal attacks with the main attack being as far as me being quote unquote emotional. I've heard, especially when it comes to OCPW, since I've decided to have my own promotion that Jordan is too emotional. Jordan is, uh, over emotional Jordan can wild out sometimes Jordan can this that or the third and again I know where the conversation comes from there was a point in time in my life and in my career where yes 
I was wild. I said things very reckless and without care. I said what I wanted and I dared anybody to step to me about what I said. Um, I will say to this day, nobody's actually stepped to me and said these things, but I'm not even inviting that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not inviting that because I'm a whole different person these days. I, and that's exactly my point. I'm a whole different person these days. When I hear that conversation of Jordan's over emotional and Jordan's, you know, he, he reckless and he'd be jumping out the window with the things that he say. I know it's coming from someone who has not actually spoken to me in the past, like three years. Because if you had spoken to me and really gotten to know me and really paid attention to who I am as a person, you would see the growth that I had from the time I was about 25 getting into the business to now. I don't say nearly enough, I feel like. Every now and then I'll get on a podcast and I'll address some things or whatever, but I don't I don't go nearly as hard as I used to. And the reason I don't go that hard is because the last time I went that hard, I, I had to stand on my own. There were a lot of people who egged it on. There were a lot of people who bigged me up. There were a lot of people who went out of their way to tell me that I should do something. And foolishly, very foolishly on my part, I listened to them. And when I'd done it, all of a sudden I was standing on my own. And for a little minute, I felt like, there were people who were trying to blackball me, particularly in the North Alabama, Southern Tennessee region. Um, and that really, that really affected me. It did. That affected me real bad because I felt like I had built up enough of a relationship with these people that they would know I wouldn't say anything like what I said without actually having some proof behind it. And I'm not going to repeat what I said. I'm not going to get into it. I've moved past it. I hope those people have moved past it. Um, if they have not, I, I don't know what to say to them. Um, I'm sorry that it went down the way that it did. In retrospect, me as as a much more mature person, I can say that I should have and could have handled that situation way better than what I did. But to look at me about four years removed from that and to assume that I am still the same individual when I have not done anything of the sort since that is wild to me. And I got a lot of flack back then because I would, I would say things like, you know, pay talent what they're worth and pay the talent what they're asking and, and things of that nature. And a lot of people didn't like me for that, but that's because a lot of people didn't pay their talent. Um, Put it to you like this. A lot of the things that a lot of people 
are clamoring about today, I was talking about four or five years ago. And I got shunned for it. I got disowned for it. A lot of people stopped fucking with me because I I would put my cards on the table and just speak up and say, hey, pay talent what they're worth. Why y'all not paying talent? Or why y'all not trying to come up with creative ways to involve to to involve and evolve your show and your talent? I heard all the chatter. Jordan, um, Jordan shouldn't be talking because he just a mark and Jordan shouldn't be saying nothing. He needs to know his place and like legit bro. People would inbox Tevin and tell Tevin that he needed to do something about me because I'm doing too much and I I need to be quiet. And Tevin says, that's your best friend and you need to say something to him. You need to talk to him and get him to stop saying this, that, and the third. But now here we are all these years later. And the conversation I was having back then is the conversation that people are having now. And I don't, I don't say that to make it seem like, Oh, I'm an innovator and I was ahead of my time. And you know, da, 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 da. I say that to, to say that just about every bit of the conversation you hear about me is based off of things that I said or done four years ago. Because once all that shit went down, I became very reclusive. I became very reclusive when all that shit went down because like I said, I had to stand on my own. And what I mean when I say I had to stand on my own is there were people in my DMS telling me how right I was, but they were not supporting me publicly. Motherfuckers just let me say what I said. And again, in the DMS, oh man, yeah, you, you right. That's accurate. Or yeah, man, you, you speaking up for talent. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm glad to see somebody speaking up for talent. I'm glad to see somebody speaking up and speaking out and, and, and giving these promoters hell, but, (laughs) but wouldn't say anything in support of me publicly. So, like I said, I got very reclusive. And I stopped fucking with a lot of people. And to this day, I haven't, there, there's, there's some people to this day that I haven't spoken to in three and a half, four years. Not because I had beef with them, but because they were telling me how accurate I was, but still let me fight that fight on my own. At the risk of sounding like a fucking brat, I have not been treated very fairly in this business. I don't, I'm not saying I deserve to be treated fair. I'm not saying that I deserve anything. I'm not saying that the business owes me anything. I'm just saying I have not been treated fairly. And I've, I've heard a bunch of shit, man. And I've ignored a bunch of shit, but what it really comes down to a lot of people say that I'm emotional. I'm over emotional. And, 
I, you know, I, I think with my heart and all of that kind of stuff. So they use it as a negative, but I say it's a positive because what you call over emotional and wild and out and out there, I call it passion. So if you're going to look at me and say that I'm wrong for being passionate about paying these people who put their lives and their bodies on the line for our entertainment, if you're going to say that I'm emotional for the fact that I think these creative ass people should be able to be creative, if you're going to call me over emotional because I think that people are worth much more than $5 in their envelope, if you're going to call me over emotional because I believe that there should be more unity and there should be more connection in professional wrestling. If you're going to call me over emotional, then I'll be that. I'll be that every single day of the week and two times on Sunday. Because I'm passionate about this business and I'm passionate about what I speak because I love it. And y'all don't know just how many times I've watched people who don't love this succeed in it and and get a bunch of praise within this business but i know they don't love the business why because a lot of them have told me they don't love this business and a lot of them have showed me that they don't love this business a lot it's a lot of people out here moving very fucking foul even to this day and they get so much praise and all the accolades and all the love and it's it's great and it's wonderful and yada 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 okay fine for example there was a situation that happened here in Alabama a few years ago, and I'm not calling nobody out, man. I'm I'm good with all y'all. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> so when y'all hear this, man, don't get in my DMs talking about, hey, were you talking about me? I'm just I'm I'm telling the stories as I know them to be. Don't come at me with no smoke. I don't want it. I will straight up ignore whatever you're talking about. But there was a situation here in Alabama that happened a few years ago. And a lot of people were banding together to try and fix the situation, right the wrong, so to speak. And when I was asked to be a part of it, I didn't necessarily say no. But my thing was, what's going to happen with the talent when y'all do this? And I was told. Oh, well, they'll find they'll figure out something. That's not good enough for me. So when when the thing that happened ended up happening, I wasn't a part of it and I'm and I'm fine with that. But I feel like I wasn't a part of it because I got asked. Or rather, because I asked a question that no one had thought about and no one really to this day has given me an answer about it. The situation is a couple of years removed, so I don't I, I don't feel the need to dwell on it or anything. But that's my point. I've always cared about the talent in professional wrestling. I fully believe that talent should be paid what they're worth and what they're worth is what they ask you for. You know, it's 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 a few promoters down here in the southeast who like to do some trickery, you know, they'll book somebody, say they're booking somebody, never ask for a fee, right? 
or or they'll ask for a fee and then they'll the talent will come in do what they do have a banger match sometimes a match of the year and then they won't get paid for like six months after i don't rock like that and i don't believe in that if you cannot afford to hand your talent their envelope the night of the show and it have all the money in it that y'all agreed to then me personally I don't think you should be running because let me tell you you can say a lot of things about me and some of it will be accurate but one thing you cannot say about me as a promoter is that my people have not gotten paid you can ask anybody on my show Anybody who has been in uh, on an OCPW show, they got paid. And the only time someone didn't get paid the night of the show was because it was the second show. It was the jump off. And I had a talent call. A, a talent had to back out because of a family situation. And then I had another talent, no show. Luckily, thankfully, Larry Lazard and Dante uh, Darko were, they both showed up. And that's how Larry and Dante got on the show because they were replacements. And I'll tell you like this, um, Larry got paid because he replaced someone who was going to get paid. Dante did not get paid that night because the person who Dante replaced was willing to work for free. Not because I I asked him to. That's just what he decided. He was willing to work for me for free. But I communicated with Dante that night. And I said, here's what's going to happen. It may take like a month. But when I get paid, you will get paid. When I get that money in, you will get paid. As soon as that money came in, I went straight to Dante and I said, what's your cash app? I'm sending you your money. And the same thing happened with our photographer. Elevated Images. Shout out to Sadie. Elevated Images. She asked me, could she film the show? Could she shoot the show? And I told her up front, I don't have, I, I did not budget for a photographer for the show. And she said, that's okay, but that's not okay with me because I don't believe in anybody working up under the name of Jordan McClain and not getting paid. So I told her the same thing that day I got paid Dante and elevated images, both got their payment before I did anything else. I paid both of them. Everybody who has ever worked my show from talent, ring announcer, camera people, even the people who helped me backstage, the, 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 the people on my team, everyone has gotten paid at every single show that I've ever done. And they can't say they didn't. Because I love this business and I have so much passion for this business, I make sure that everybody is straight. And there are people out there who will tell you, well, I didn't get booked on the show because, um, you know, he, he said that it wasn't in the, but yeah, that's exactly what it is. 
Your pay is not within my budget. See, I'm not one of them promoters who just books all willy nilly and hopes that in 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 hopes that my name or the names that I have on the show will pay for whatever or or whomever I want on the show. That's not how I operate. I book within my budget. And if you tell me that your budget true story, if you t- if I ask you to be on the show and you tell me that your rate is $400 when I only have a budget of about $1,500 i am not going to book you not that you're not worth that I don't have that <laughs> I don't have $400 to just give to one person I have a whole show I have to worry about but there have been some people who have told me $400, $500 And I've been in the business longer than them. It's it's no shade, y'all. But it's really just that simple of I'm trying to book you. What's your booking fee? Oh, my fee is $400. That's because they believe that with their name, their skill level, and all of that, they believe they are worth $400. It's not my job as a promoter to tell you that you are not worth $400. It's my job as a promoter and a booker to tell you $400 is not within my budget, so I can't do it. But understand, you dealing with somebody you dealing with somebody who has always stood for the talent. I have always stood on the side of the talent from the time I got in this business. I have made that very well known. So you and you can ask a bunch of the talent that's been on the show nine times out of ten. I don't even think nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten. I have not even attempted to negotiate with anybody. I don't tell you, well, oh, well, your booking fee is $75. Well, could you possibly do 50? No. If you tell me your booking fee is $75 and I want to book you, I'm going to pay you $75. That's just what it is, man. So it it comes back down to this. There are a lot of people who call me emotional, over-emotional. They say I'm, I do too much and all of that. I call it passion and love. I'm passionate about this business and I really, truly love this business and I want to see everybody succeed, even the people who don't want to see me succeed. I want to see them succeed. And that leads into the final situation. Recently, as recently as in like two weeks ago, I mentioned somebody in a very playful manner in conversation with um with some friends of mine and then I got told oh well it's funny you say that because uh that person that you're jokingly talk about actually said fuck you and fuck everybody at OCPW and I said damn really and they said yeah that's what they said to me And I said, well, what was the situation that made that happen? So we got off into it. (laughs) I'm not going to get off into it here because that. I'll say this. 
the person out there who's and and they're probably listening to this that said fuck jordan and fuck ocpw you dead fucking wrong and you know you dead wrong because you know we ain't done nothing to you now let me break this down like this you can say fuck jordan all day i don't care i i don't really give a fuck how a lot of people feel about me but when you get to saying fuck everybody at OCPW, that's when we got a problem. And we have that problem because there's a lot of people who help with OCPW that y'all don't even know be helping. But even the people that you do know that be helping, they don't say things like that about anybody. It's, they they don't ever be like, well, fuck you and fuck him and fuck her and fuck them. and fuck. They don't do that. And those people who help me, they bust their ass to help me when I need it. They really do. They work just as hard as I do to put love and quality as as best quality as we possibly can into our culture pro wrestling so to say fuck them to say fuck my people because you did something that you didn't have no business doing and we simply made it a point to distance ourselves from that bullshit it's not fair it's not fair to the people that work the show behind the scenes it's not fair to the talent that still works the show it's not fair to be like fuck them because you made a dumb choice and what's worse is (laughs) the person said fuck me and they knew why i was not having them be a part of the show they knew but if you want to keep it funky uh big dog if you want to keep it funky like a monkey um I can go back into the DMs and I can show the screenshots where I told you, hey, as long as you get the situation figured out, come back to me. Tell me when you get it figured out, when you get it situated, when you get a handle and we'll look at bringing you back in. You never came back to me. You never wrote me back. And I knew something was a little bit off because I had tried to talk to you at one point and you straight up ignored me. So I knew you may have been feeling some kind of way, but don't you dare be walking around this motherfucker talking about, oh, Jordan don't want to book me and Jordan this, that, and the third, because don't even do that. Because what happened was the situation happened and I told you that I could not use you for a show. You said, I understand. I can go into the matter of fact, No, I ain't even going to do all that, but (laughs) I can go into my DMS right now and pull up the conversation that you and I had when all of it went down. And I told you, yeah, unfortunately I can't use you. And you said, I understand. You said, I understand. And I told you, Hey, once you get it situated, come back to me. Less what I specifically said, I'm not going to read the DMs to y'all, but this was my last message to this person. 
I said, when you get things cleared up and squared away, we can talk about bringing you back into the fold. And they said something after that. They they said a couple things after that that I did not respond to because truthfully, that was all I needed to say. When you get things squared away, let me know and I can bring you back into the fold. After they sent those two messages, never heard from them again. And the last and the first thing that I heard from them in regards to me and OCPW was just a couple weeks ago when someone was telling me that they said, fuck me and fuck OCPW. I didn't do anything to you. (laughs) I didn't do nothing to you. And I gave you the window. I said, when you get it cleared up and squared away, we can talk about bringing you back into the fold. I had every intention on bringing you back. But being a brand new company, I can't have the shit that was alleged against you tied to me and tied to our company. What's worse is when you were saying fuck Jordan and fuck OCPW, you said it's because of this situation. So you know the situation that I'm talking about and you know the conversation that we had about it. But instead of being a grown individual and coming to me and saying, yo, I got it situated. I got it cleared up. I got it squared away. You going around telling everybody else, fuck me. And ain't never once said nothing to me. It ain't never been fuck me to my face. And don't and listen again. I ain't inviting none of that bullshit. Don't even come around with that fuck shit. I ain't doing it. You can say fuck me all day. You can say fuck Jordan all day. I don't care. But don't you dare say fuck you to the whole team. Don't you dare say fuck you about my team. Because then people work their ass off to help me figure shit out and to keep me fucking going so that this shit can still continue in a positive way. That's it. (laughs) That's it. That's all I wanted to address. That's all I wanted to get off my chest. Thank you for listening. I love you for listening. You could have chosen to listen to anybody for this past 45 minutes or whatever we're running now. Um, But you didn't. You chose to sit here and listen to me ramble and rant and rave and get some things off my chest. I greatly appreciate you for that. And I love you for that. Um, To recap, OCPW ain't going nowhere. I'm not selling OCPW to nobody. Um, You can attack me all day and all night. Just know that I consider myself to be passionate about this business and I have a love for this business. I feel that it's unrivaled and unmatched by anybody. Professional wrestling saved my life. So don't dare question my love and my loyalty to this shit. And when it comes to saying fuck Jordan, screaming from the rooftops, I'm still going to keep going. 
I'm still going to keep going. I'm still going to keep thriving with everything that I want to do, whether it be in this business or outside of this business. I'm going to keep winning. It's winning season, man. And ain't nothing y'all can do about it. Thank you for listening. I love you for listening. Be sure to follow me on social media at Mr. Jordan McClain on all the things. I think I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as Mr. Jordan McClain. Um, it's a crapshoot, but you can add me on Facebook too. I do. I may or may not add you back. It just is what it is. But <laughs> yeah, be sure to follow me, man, because I do still enjoy talking about professional wrestling, regardless of what you may or may not have heard. Um, subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast, because I do plan on bringing this podcast back full time at some point very soon. I'll put it to you like that. At some point very soon, I plan on bringing this podcast back. And make sure you follow because there may or may not be some secret projects in the works. Once again, thank you for listening. I love you for listening. My name is Jordan McClain. This has been One Fall with Jordan McClain, and I'm out. Peace.